give me a moment's peace and take out the trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Hello and welcome back to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Caleb, and me, Joe, go to the theaters to see what we can scrounge up and if it may or may not be hot trash. Joe, we were supposed to see Cocaine Bear, but something else very much on a whim grabbed our attention. Well, Caleb, the last uh, week and this week you've asked me, all right, you ready to go see Cocaine Bear? I'm like, it's still not out. (laughs) Time is a mush. (laughs) But there is a movie out, a movie that we saw. We saw 80 for Brady this week. About to start. Oh, this time. Oh, oh, what a beautiful man. I like Gronkowski. We know, Chris. We've all read your Gronk erotica. It's not erotica. It's fan fiction. Very sexy fan fiction. Aren't you tired of the same old boring lives? Let's go to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is no place for four old women. This could be Tom's last one. He's almost 40. That's like 80 in people years. Yeah, we're 80 in people years. I just really need this trip. And by God, we brought the we brought the age demographic in that theater down by a solid 15 years. Which, you know, I'm used to. I, I go to the the Belcourt, our local art house theater, and that's, you know, a lot of older people and then college students. No college different, students in this one. <laughs> different energy going into the theater. We may have been the only ones who stayed awake the entire time as well. When I was filling up my drink container and the old lady next to me was just so thrilled to be going to see a movie it was like these are the kind of movies that need to come back to the theaters there were two older women when we were entering the theater who were trying to figure out they were a little confused asked us is this this 80 movie i happily (laughs) smiled and said yes we weren't gonna do this episode until this morning yeah (laughs) and totally on a whim yeah of "Eh, what do you want to see 80 for Brady's out. Friend of the show, Danny, is the one who turned me on to this movie. Or not even turned me on. Just made me aware of its existence like two months ago. I have not seen any advertising for this movie aside from the new theater we're going to. Yeah. Um, having big old banners for it. That's that the is, only thing I've seen that convinces me this movie exists. They have a lot of lobby space and a lot of space to fill up with just whatever. When I when we were planning it this morning, I was like, this will be a fun thing to go to. And I just kind of want to go to the theater. And then on the way there, I was kind of being like, oh no, I just I just committed to a two-hour bit and I'm kind of tired today. Hour 38. A tight hour 38, I'd say. Not to spoil too much about how I felt about this movie. Actually, no, that's the point of the show. Yes. Uh, I had a blast. <laughs> this might be the most pleasant time I've had in the theater in 2023 so far. I can't believe I'm saying this. I had more fun with this than I did with Megan. Oh, yes. Megan's better, I think. Maybe? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Good in different ways. I would watch Megan again sooner than I would watch this. Yes, for sure. For sure. I would turn Megan on with friends sooner than I would turn 80 for Brady on. Yeah, what friends would you turn 80 for? I would I wouldn't turn on the movie. I'd get a supercut of all of Tom Brady's acting moments. <laughs> oh boy. But yes, this is a movie. It's based on a true story, but heavily Which I was embellished. unaware of. Yeah. And it's about four older women who decide they want to go to the Super Bowl. And it just happens to be the 2017 Super Bowl. They are all huge fans of the Patriot, huge fans of Tom Brady. Hijinks and Sue. Yeah. Older older actors get to do like mob movies and stuff when they get to be this age. Maybe maybe if they're cool enough, they get to be in the expendables. Older women get to do this in book club. And honestly, I'm so much da- more down for these type of movies. <laughs> they just get to have fun. They get to hang out with their friends. Yeah. We have uh, five Oscars split between the uh, the four leads. 
And then everyone else is just celebrities playing themselves. Yeah. Or not, but basically are. Yeah. Or like good comedy actors who just haven't broken through yet. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start with this one? I mean, you, you give a little you give a little rundown of all the you got basically every old woman stereotype. You got the one whose husband's eyes. She's, mm-hmm. she's kind of sad. The one who's been single, but has been going through, uh, had, had some medical issues and stuff. So she really cherishes her friendships. You got the cougar or she's not really a cougar. She's just constantly dating. Yeah. Because she doesn't go after younger. Guys. Yeah. So I it's guess all, it's all men her age. And then you got the one who's happily married, you know, has all the grandkids and stuff. Well, and beyond that, like it does fulfill all those kind of archetypes that we associate with golden girls era ensembles. But then it also just has like, as a team, this really works. Because you've got the smart person in the chair. That's Sally Fields. And you've got like face man. You have uh, Rita Moreno. She has a skill. It's betting. However, that doesn't usually She's a good fit gambler. Archetype. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so they all have these skills. Yeah. They're all tight friends who 16 years ago saw that young buck Tom Brady and they were somehow more senile <laughs> 16 years ago. They were acting significantly older. <laughs> they, they go to the links of giving them like you know darker haired wigs but man they're acting like they've never used a tv in their life before oh it's so funny it's so funny <laughs> especially since the movie opens up and they're all pretty like they're not making fun of these women for like their age really like no. they're, putting, they're putting older women in funny situations where their demographic their age demographic probably wouldn't be in but they're never like making they're never making fun of old people this is a movie that knows who it's made for oh yes it's not us but I'm fine with that. It's like so confident in what it wants to be. It is a fun, feel-good comedy. You know, you, you shared a video with me a little while back of a, an older woman explaining why, how she got into gaming. Oh, I love that video. Yes. Uh, what's, what's her channel name? It's like something for dogs or something. Yeah. She, she is so good. And it's just this very lovely video about her explaining like, not only the process of like, this is, these were my first consoles and blah, 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 but also the life circumstances that got her around to it. And I think it hits on the same thing that's like at the heart of this movie where it's like old people have like a bunch of life still left in them, even even when they get, you know, to the age where they're living in a nursing home or they've been widowed or whatever. Mm-hmm. They still can have new interests and stuff. And that's fun. It is fun to see these women enthusiastically dropped into hot wing competitions and writing, with Guy Fieri writing Gronk fan fiction that's not just like when they had the fan fiction line I'm like oh she's posting on AO4 or uh, AO4 is that what it is archive of our own AO4. that's one of them yeah like, Wattpad you know but no she's a published author <laughs> not sure how the legal of that quite works yeah, but you know whatever it's really funny um yeah this movie isn't like a gut buster by any means but it's just so pleasant. And the jokes it delivers in the situation it puts these octogenarians in. Uh, what's your favorite little situation they get? Oh, I got two, both involving good old guy. The hot wings, the hot wing competition. Pretty fun. Yep. Because they really don't give a reason why Sally Fields is like better at this. Oh, well, she says she can't taste like she her taste buds have kind of. Fun. Oh, OK. <laughs> they don't. I missed that. So it's just like, she's just good at it. Yeah. And she's like, like she has a couple of moments where she's like coughing, but it's like just not affecting her. And then when, who's the betting one? Uh, Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. When she walks into the, to the poker room and everybody has very poorly Guy Fieri photoshopped heads on top of them. And then she has one. The build up to that's great too, because like the the camera gets a little wonky, and then she sees well, the they, mask. They take gummies, so yeah. like they're they're gonna be like they're getting hit, like they're finally getting hit with the high. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. 
part of what works for this is that, like I said, five five Oscars split between the four of these women. And Oscars, you know, don't mean anything, but it doesn't mean that you're a bad actor if you haven't won one, but probably means you're a pretty good actor if you have. Yeah. Um, and I think they don't need to do this. And I'm not even saying they're bringing their A game because like at some points, I think they're kind of sleepwalking through, but them sleepwalking through is still really good. <laughs> they're very good at selling like these situations. Well, you hit me with my favorite moment. What's your, what's one of yours? It, it comes early in the film. Um, and it's before they get into any of the kind of wacky football stuff. But man, them breaking, them breaking Rita Moreno out of the nursing home. It's pretty good. <laughs> the Pat Sajak is in the building line. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately followed up by her waking up in the car. And, and screaming. It's so funny. <laughs> See, I thought those pills were going to have a more like later down the line. I thought that was a Chekhov's pills situation where... They were going to come back. They never did. It's just an immediate hit. No, no. There are a lot of like little little things that get set up and then like like the strap on gets set mm -hmm. up. and But they don't make you wait long for the payoff. I think the only thing is they have a line about the car early on. And it's like, why aren't we taking your car? And then immediately you're like, oh, she sold her car to get the tickets. Yeah. Um, were you immediate on that? I yeah, didn't pick yeah. up on that. Yeah, because they don't. If she actually won it through the competition then we would have heard what we would have said. seen it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah either yeah. that or that's going to be the thing at the very end. I didn't, I didn't pick up on any of that. Not to say I was like amazed by it or anything when it showed up. It's like, that makes sense. Well, <laughs> this movie isn't asking you to dig deep into its, uh, into its twist. The, the car. I just figured, okay. <laughs> well, and even early on, there's the part where she's trying to figure out what to do and it zooms in on the bobblehead and you were like, you were like, please let it talk. And it talks. <laughs> it knows exactly what it needs to do to work. But what did you think of the uh, the more dramatic moments, the more emotional ones? You know, they hit pretty well. They there's a there's a key moment near the end of the first act where uh, Lily Tomlin's daughter calls her and she's like, "Why have you been annoying uh, avoiding the doctor?" And she's like, "Oh, it's fine." And then it's like, "Oh no, <laughs> this is gonna get this is gonna get really sad later on." Yeah, and it does like they do you know hit moments where it's like, "Oh, they have this." you know, emotional thing about how she had gone through chemo and stuff, but her friends were there for her and they all bonded over football and stuff. And they, they keep kind of, they're inching towards us, but it never is a downer. Mm -hmm. like it's like, oh, this is perfectly heart dripping. Yeah. Well, and then <laughs> let, let's get into the third act before we talk about that moment. They they finally get to the Super Bowl. They have a, they have after a, their wild adventures they've had. Yeah. The celebrity came, you know, we've, we've mentioned a few Guy Fieri's in this. Patton Oswald's in this and then Billy Porter's in this, but Billy Porter is not playing himself. He's playing, he's playing a, like a dance choreographer, yeah. which maybe they call him, uh, they call him Gugu or something like yeah. that. So maybe that is like a nickname for Billy Porter. I'm not an expert on Billy Porter. The fun in this movie though, they use, they find out that their tickets is a scam. They have a fun little section of them trying to get the tickets and then they use him to get them into the building. They run into one of the best characters in this movie. Chip. Chip. Ron Fuchs. Who plays King Shark on Harley Quinn. Which I didn't notice. Like at first he's, he's, he's subtle and then he starts, he, he comes back on screen and he goes into this little just trailing monologue. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I recognize the voice, but I could not, I could not match the face. And I, I just kept like going back through the, all the movies I'd seen over the last couple of years. I'm like, no, he wasn't that. No, he wasn't that. What is he? And then you were like King Shark. And I'm like, oh yeah. Um, who's just a security guard who's taking himself way too seriously. It's on a power trip. As most security guards probably are. Especially at the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. You um, see these 80 year old ladies and you're like, oh yeah, I can bully them around. And this is all fact that I didn't know. Well, okay, I shouldn't say it's all fact. The what happens in the game is what happened. Yes. Um, 
I only watch the first half of the Super Bowl and then I usually leave Super Bowl parties. You get to the halftime show and then you get past the boring stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I try not to find out who won because it's a fun game I play with myself. So I didn't know any of this stuff going in. Like I figured the Patriots would win, but I didn't know how. But we find out the key, the key to this historic victory that the Patriots pull off. It's that a bunch of old women broke into the, the coach team. office. Yeah. And they, and they give a heartfelt speech to, to, to Tom Brady leading who, to who, who is like, she's like, Tom, are you there? And he's, he's sitting on the bench. And he's like, what? Tom, can you hear me? And he, he holds the helmet up to his ear and he's just got the most blank stare on his face, staring back up at her in the office. Leading to what I did not expect from this movie. <laughs> him dropping the F-bomb, which is so, so intensely. Oh, it's great. And like almost all, whenever they need, because they're just replaying Super Bowl footage. Mm-hmm. So whenever they need to put in dialogue, it's terribly ADR. <laughs> it's like a bad lip reading video. But then they win. They, they, and they go get to meet Gronk, the other guy, and then eventually Tom Brady. Tom himself, himself who has had a couple acting moments where his, uh, I don't know, her brain is like failing and <laughs> Tom Brady speaks to her. If those were getting a little more scary as the movie went on and we didn't know what exactly if she was like if she uh had medical issues again yeah. or not. I was yeah. like, oh no. She keeps she keeps hallucinating him talking to her. He's unflinching in these scenes. And then this final one, oh man. <laughs> Give this man an Oscar. Listen, man, I, I'm not a football guy. I don't know anything about it. I know that people hate Tom Brady. I've always gotten the impression that that's just because they hate someone who's good and doesn't play for them. I mean, he, is, he was by far the best football player to have like lived or quarterback at least. Yeah, I'm sure like Joe Brown was better or whatever. But like I said, for, for that long of a run, you know what he won't be remembered for <laughs> his acting. Well, you know, he's getting into he's getting into TV stuff now. You know what it reminded me of Patrick Bateman? Oh, my God. <laughs> right it's like someone who's trying to figure out how humans emote (laughs) it's a pretty emotional scene at the end because like he's talking about how like her story is like the real inspiration it's what's going to keep him going and the whole time he just has like his eyes are wide open (laughs) and it looks like he's wearing someone's skin (laughs) (laughs) this movie this movie is also marked because this is produced by tom brady big surprise but eight months ago (laughs) Tom Brady was uh, coming out of retirement for, you know, another another big comeback season as his uh, as he previously has done, as his Wikipedia says, Buccaneers career, Super Bowl, brief retirement, (laughs) final retirement (laughs) after playing the worst season of his career. And from what I understand, this retirement ended his marriage. Uh, I'm assuming coming back, coming back out yes. of the retirement ended his marriage. So, the- so this this entire movie is like you know this hype beast for Tom Brady, and you're like, hmm, but this doesn't end well for him. No, it doesn't. And then the final singer is the post credit scene. Yeah, because they they throw in a joke about it, and man, it didn't. <laughs> it, it worked, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> but I will say, like, this is definitely. Like this is NFL propaganda. Oh yes. Like more so than draft day. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely a Tom Brady vanity project. But I will say for the majority of it, it feels just like a celebration of these women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not even like the actors, because they're not making like dumb references to what the past like, projects. Yeah, they never get Rita Moreno to sing like something from West Side Story. It's it's like straight down the middle. These are they're actors playing characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that works. And 
it would not work if Tom Brady was a good actor or even like just <laughs> well, him being bad is what saves. That's what's great about this because you have these who, like you said, they're sleepwalking through it at some points. They're not delivering an A-game, but they're being genuine. And then you have Tom Brady going 10,000% at acting, <laughs> trying so hard. Any of these women, if they just give 3%, they'll be 400 times better than him. <laughs> And he's not in it that much, but by God, does he make the most of his limited screen time? Oh, man. So creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so truly terrifying. But there is the final. You know, they, they have their wonderful time uh, meeting the meeting the Patriots. They've all gotten through their, you know, little plot things they had to get mm-hmm. through. Jane Fonda is like, yes, I don't have to self-sabotage my relationships. Rita Moreno decides to move, to move back, back into, into her house, house after her husband died. Yeah, in the, um, in, Lily Tomlin's getting, you know, going to confront her fear of um, the doctor. And Sally Fields is like... Sally Fields happens in the middle. It's like she tells her husband, um, which I had to look up the actor. He's in a lot of Wes Anderson stuff. He's a really, he's a really fun guy. Bob Baldwin. Yeah, it's Baldwin. like, I love you. But like, yeah, I'm doing this one thing that it's like I need to get you. You need to give me space for. Yes, because he he comes off as they're both professors, and he comes off as like the guy who's really smart but doesn't pick up on things. Yeah, which is just like a good plot, but resolved so quickly compared to everything else. Well, I thought I, I was like, oh, please don't be a girls' night. I don't need my man kind of thing. But it's 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 very sweet. Yeah, it's like yes, I love our life. I'm doing this one thing that I need you to let me do. Yes. Which is a very healthy thing. Yeah. To, and he's fine with it. He's yeah. like, he's like, you're right. Just really weird seeing him and that. Really, so many everyone in this movie is someone for the most part. Mm-hmm. The the guy at the nursing home was Mickey. Uh Jimmy O. Yang, I think. Stand up comedian. Oh, no, 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 not him. I'm I'm thinking of the older guy. Yeah. Uh seen him in some stuff and he was on Fantasy Island. Um, yeah, and then Mickey at the retirement home. He's in uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, has like a bunch of TV roles. Chip is King, King Shark. Shark. And then like everyone else is a celebrity. It's insane. Andy Richter yeah, shows it, up randomly. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But um, anyway, they get to the final scene and you see everyone there. It's, it's, a, it's a recreation of the first scene, except now Mickey's there. Lily Tomlin's daughter's there. Mm-hmm. But who isn't there? You know? Lily Tomlin. <laughs> and they start giving this thing like about the woman who brought us here. It's like, oh no, she died. <laughs> but no, she was just in the garage getting chips. It's, Why are the chips in the garage? It's a death fake out, man. <laughs> you know, I expect a death fake out from any action movie I go to in the third act. They're going to think the hero's dead and he's going to come back out. I didn't expect that from 80 for Brady. But gosh darn it. <laughs> they got you. And I was, I was genuinely relieved when she came out. I was like, oh, thank God they're not doing it. <laughs> so funny. And then you get the post credit scene, which is the perfect little Bo wrapping yeah. it up. What a fun movie! <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think either of us were really excited for this movie going to it. it yeah, was more no. just like, eh, why not? We went to we got it a free it. afternoon. Yeah, um, why not? Why not do it? And then like, it's like, oh, this was so pleasant. What a pleasant surprise! It's been so long. I said on my way out, I was like, I don't think I've ever had such a good time in the theater in like so long. You know, it's like it's like in the movie pass summer when we both had movie pass. Oh yeah, and, and we saw so much that summer. Like there were some bad movies we saw, but there were some really good surprises too. Yeah, this was one of those. It's just like by all by all like metrics, I should not have seen this movie. By all accounts, yeah. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad that I could temporarily go into this space of like enthusiastically uh, joyful older women <laughs> in the movie and the theater. <laughs> yes, both. 
you know, it does seem like our crowd enjoyed it. We were definitely the ones laughing the most, <laughs> which I feel a little guilty about. Nah. They were all genuine. It was all genuine laughing. Yeah, I wasn't laughing. Well, <laughs> okay. I, I, I was genuinely laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing at all the parts the movie wanted us to. And we were and also laughing at Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. 2023, man, it keeps hitting. Bangers all around. Oh, and I, I should also say, I think there is a little bit of uh, a little bit of fun just coming from the fact that, man, it must be really nice for your team to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you know, there there was a moment where I was like, man, I wish I had this like love for sports with other people that I could share with. Too bad they're so boring. It's it's like the pinnacle of experiences because not only do you have to like football, which neither of us do, but you also have to like a team who can make it. Yeah. I remember when the Cubs won. That was a really exciting night for me. But um Yes, the Super Bowl. World Series. Yeah. But even then, I'm not like the the diehard Cubs guy who watches every game. So that, that was a fun energy in the movie. Well, anyway, Joe, next time we're going to watch Cocaine Bear, which I think is a... You know, it was a week. <laughs> Diverted again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what we could go see instead, but um, probably not going to be as good as 80 for Brady. You know, um, the more the, the first trailer I saw this movie, when I first heard of it, I was like, hmm, local legend around these parts. I'm excited. And the more I see for it, I'm like, you know, it's probably still going to be pretty entertaining. But the less excited I get, I'm hoping it can bring me out of that rump. Yeah, we've had we've had some solid hits this uh, this year so far. But like 80 for Brady, I'm not sure if I'd call it hot trash. I I think if you're no, 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 no. if you're especially if you're in the demographic, it's perfect. Was there a little bit of irony to us watching it? Absolutely. But it's not hot trash. Cocaine Bear could definitely be. Yes, it's, it has the potential. We will see you then.